You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host, Nathan Long. I'm joined today once again by Tyler Visa. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. How, how was your past week? You doing anything good? Yeah, just hung out. It's 4th of July, so, yeah. you know, the usual hangout. Watch Joey Chestnut slam 76 oh, yeah. hot dogs down his throat. Like a champion. That American icon, greatest athlete of all time. It's not even up for debate. We, we should have put him on our list. I know. I was thinking about that after the fact. Well, I saw something the other day. It's like, you know, like 364 days out of the year, you don't think about Joey Chestnut, Chestnut. and then one day you celebrate him like he's the best athlete known to man. He might as well be like George Washington in terms yeah. of how much Americans love exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Greatest greatest man to ever do it. Um, well, we have a lot to talk about this week, so we should probably stop talking about Joey Chestnut and get right into it. Uh, we're going to start with some college baseball, and we're going to start with the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who after losing 8-2 in game one against Vanderbilt, and both of us immediately giving up on them. Yeah, we by were the way, wrong. Uh, <laughs> they turned it around and dominated the next two games, winning 13-2 and 9-0. to um, How was Mississippi State able to pull this off? It helped that Vanderbilt didn't really have... Who did they pitch in their second game? I can't remember. Was it Kumar Rocker? I think it was Rocker, but I can't remember who And they got to him really well, Mm -hmm. and it was just the bats got hot at the exact right time. Because you, I mean, if you looked at it the right way, they threw, Vanderbilt threw exactly who they wanted to throw. It was lighter than Rocker in the first two games. Mm -hmm. Their one-two punch that had beaten basically everyone all season, and then boom, got, like, they just got beat. And the bats got hot, and they strung together enough hits to win. I think another big, you know, big thing that played a role in this was, their fielding was immaculate mm-hmm. all tournament. They didn't have an error all tournament. Um, they made some really, really, really tough plays um, that could have changed. Cha- if you know, if you trade it out, instead the guy gets on base, you never know what's going to happen now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always how it goes. Runs start that way. That's how runs start. You yeah, make an error. You, that's how you rally an inning every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but, they, I mean, they're fielding spotless, some tough plays all over the field from everybody. Um, and... You know, as an LSU fan whose left side of the infield gave me nightmares all week or all year, uh, felt good to watch some nice, some oh, nice yeah. fielding. Vanderbilt kept committing errors a bunch they too. They did, so. especially in that that second or the third game. I mean, they they committed what like three, three. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. They had a bunch of errors. So I mean, mm-hmm. overall, you you were given a lot of chances to score runs, and you capitalized, and that's what championships do. They capitalize on your errors. Mm-hmm. How good does this feel for LSU, or sorry for Mississippi State fans? Since they've never won one, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's pretty amazing. It's not just their first baseball national championship; it is their first national championship. Period. Yeah. Any sport. There's I literally know. two Power Five schools left that haven't won one. One is Kansas State, <laughs> and I can't remember who the other one is. Um, poor Kansas State. They've had some good football teams over the year, but they're never going to get over the hump. Not, yeah. not when you're recruiting in Kansas. Yeah, not, not um, in this day and age with the playoff system and stuff. Nah, man. Hey, they're expanding it. Who knows? Something yeah. they, they probably are, I should say. That doesn't matter because, I mean, you're still going to play the best teams. Mm-hmm. You still At one point, you're still going to have to see a team like your Alabamas, your Clemson, your Ohio State, your Oklahomas, your LSUs. Like, hey, you're going to see them only eventually. takes one game. I've seen them beat Oklahoma. You yeah, but it's gonna, now it's going to take more. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to it with uh, Mississippi State. And um, they were arguably the best program to never win at all. They'd been there 12 times. was their 12th time. They finally won it. That must have been miserable as a fan. I couldn't imagine going to the College World Series that many times and just always coming up empty. I They probably... 
saw some ghosts when they went down in that first game. And yeah. Lost, and they were just like, oh, it's happening again every time yeah. we get beat like this. But, nah, man, they, they uh-huh. rallied the troops and uh, they won the games. So mm-hmm. hats off to them. Yeah, Dak Prescott was in there having a great yeah. time. I saw that. Uh, yeah, Louisiana boy, we let get away. That still yeah, hurts. Yeah, was. Um, anything else you want to uh, talk about Mississippi State in their nah, championship? They, they they did it, so I'm I'm proud for them. Good luck. LSU's gonna come beat you next year, probably. So doesn't really matter. And you know, I will say I'm happy the undeserving Vanderbilt Commodores who they got there because it. of garbage. Uh, they didn't deserve it, and they showed they didn't deserve it. And also, the Vandy Whistler is at home crying right now, and that oh, makes yeah. me happy because he's a he, terrible person. He's just pain. He's just awful. I just don't understand how someone could like make everybody else's day miserable and go, "No, I'm doing the right thing." To the Vanderbilt fans, they Vander- love him, no, but not all of them. There's a good portion of the Vanderbilt fan base that hate him. And well, like, yeah, I mean, I understand because he's loud, and annoying. But yeah. they're like the fact that you have any fans with you is pretty remarkable, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna move on to some more uh, baseball news. Uh, this will be happier news, and then after we do- get done with this happy baseball news, we've got some sad track. Olympics news. Um, slugger Jacob Berry is transferring to LSU following his head coach, Jay Johnson, from Arizona to Baton Rouge. He played third base and was a designated hitter for the Wildcats last year, hitting an ungodly 352 with 17 home runs and 70 RBIs. While there, Berry set numerous school records, uh, both overall and freshman records. How big of a, a get is this for LSU? It's... I wouldn't say it's huge news because your team's still pretty stacked, but to make to get a guy like that to just basically plug into your roster with no remorse is pretty good. I think I think it's huge because if let's say Doty and and Dugaste, which I think are very possible, you now have a, a lineup that's going to include those two, Barry, Trey Morgan, and the God Himself, Dylan Cruz. Yeah, that's th- five dudes that legitimately are some of the best hitters in the conference. And then but the, the thing about it is like Jay Johnson couldn't I mean like he's he's a hitting coach. That's, That's what like he's known his for, thing. Yeah. So I mean guys that you saw flashes of like Bianco, the Giacomo, people like that, he's gonna turn them into great hitters. Mm-hmm. I have full faith in him. So I think that like it's good to have this guy who can be an example for people who haven't played under Jay Johnson and to help guys like Dugas stay, that's where he's like really going to be awesome for this team. Not as a hitter, but as an example of what Jay Johnson expects. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to be the best at. Mm-hmm. I think he will be a leader on this team as someone who's been there with Jay Johnson before. And I have to say, I already felt good about the hire of Jay Johnson, but him getting this transfer along yeah. with, I mean, that that makes my opinion of him even higher. Well, you saw that him and Cruz are playing yep. in like the under 19. They had home runs together. They both went ba- both went back to back two run home runs and they uh yeah, they went back to back on that. So they they're killing it. So it's nice to see the teammates working together already. So I like that. Um so th- this is an interesting question I I I, say, I thought about where does he slot in to the lineup next year both on the field and batting order? Mm. I honestly don't know. I mean, I'd say DH. I don't know how good of a third baseman he really is. Well, you right now, you f- you feel like Doty, he made his mistakes, but, I mean, towards the end of the year, he stopped making those errors, and he 
Because no, he, he did keep making them, actually. I don't know. Mm. He could play your third base, I, I guess. I, I, I see them as interchangeable. I don't really know much about his, his third baseman abilities, his fielding abilities, so I can't really comment on that. I'm, you know, Everyone talks about his hitting. No one ever talks about his fielding. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Him and Doty probably, I don't know, Doty made a lot of mental errors, not really throwing errors, because like, he had that time when he tried to tag the guy going to third, yeah. and then he threw the ball on the bunt, and he threw it, or he didn't throw it away, but the guy was safe, and it caused a bunch of runs to come in, inevitably for you to lose to Tennessee. So It was mostly mental, and, and I'd say fielding. Like, he had trouble getting the ball a lot of times, but as for throwing, yeah, he didn't really have a lot of soaring over Trey Morgan's head. Yeah, that was a problem this team did have a lot of because they thought Trey Morgan was just a vacuum who caught everything. Exactly, you need to and put then, somebody else on first in practice so they yeah. understand that that's not the case. Yeah, they need to learn to not be as lazy and like set your feet, throw the ball, mm-hmm. get a good accurate throw. And that's what they kind of forgot throughout the year was that like they thought that Trey Morgan could just catch everything, which to a certain extent, yes. Mostly. But like you can't throw it a mile away and expect him to do the splits. And catch it in right field. I, mean, I remember it last year or last um, uh, last month. We were pl- I can't remember who we were playing, but um, Jordan Thompson of ball gets hit to him. He bounces it, and Trey Morgan isn't able to corral it. And then I saw the ball go to him like a couple plays later, and I immediately went, "He's gonna soar it over to Trey over Trey Morgan's head because he's gonna try to overcorrect for what he did last time." And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like so. I was so bad. I mean, for Barry to play third base, I wouldn't be shocked, but him at DH seems like a better role for him. Yeah. Considering he's more of a proven hitter than a fielder. and Let I him f- focus all on that. And I think your infield is not set, but you, you kind of have an idea of who you're playing. I think Bianco year. came on strong enough to where you can easily slot him into that second base I think spot. that's the only re- depending on what Doty does, obviously, if he goes to the draft, if he stays, whatever. But if he stays, I mean, your infield's pretty much what you expect. I mean, you got Morgan, Bianco. So second base will be up for grabs. But I think, Bianco, I think Bianco's kind of got it, not on lock, but I think he showed well enough in the last weeks of the season to have an early claim on it. That in the first couple weeks, he's probably going to be the starter. I yeah. think he'll be day one starter. Especially with Zach Arnold transferring. So yeah, you don't really have that true. other guy that you really look at. I mean, what, San, uh, Safford? Yeah, Sanford. I can't remember. I get they them had confused. a bunch of them. <laughs> Cranford, Sanford, Safford, Safford. Yeah, the three, the three amigos. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what their real plan is yet. I think they. I think there's some there's some argument you could have for him at third though. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And as for the hitting, let's say Doty and Dugas stay like I think they will. I think clearly those are your first five in the lineup. I mean, maybe you want to put in Bianco or DiGiacomo to kind of like spread out the hitting. Um, but let's just say that they're those are the five main ones that are going to go first five in the lineup. How do you order them? I would probably. I'm not going to lie to you. I would honestly, with the addition of Barry, I think you keep Dylan Cruz in that leadoff spot I agree. that he stayed in all year, and then you go Trey Morgan, Barry, Dugas. And that's then, the exact same. And then Doty fifth. That's the exact Doty same fifth. as mine. Yeah. That's see. That's like a really good lineup. That is. I mean, if even if your next four guys are awful. I mean, you flip it over with any one of the next four if they are t- terrible. I don't like mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to be, but if they just well, also will be, but the other three might not be. But if I mean, if you just so happen to get on base, I mean, you got I mean, the probability of you getting in seems pretty high right mm-hmm. now. Um anything else you want to say about Barry before we move on to our new pitching coach? No, go ahead. 
Uh, we've also got big news today. Day of the recording, it broke. Um, LSU has found their pitching coach, that being Jason Kelly coming from Jay Johnson's old in-state rival, Arizona State. Uh, not going to lie, at first was not impressed with the resume. Arizona State was near the bottom of every pitching stat in the, co- stat in the conference this year. Uh, but as soon as I find out the Sun Devils lost three weekend starters and their closer, those stats immediately went out the window because, duh, <laughs> if you lose three weekend starters and your closer, you're not going to be good. Yeah, so you're not going to win. You're not going to win too many baseball mm-hmm. games. Yeah. So thoughts on this hire? I think it was a good one. I know that he was the 2018 assistant of the year in the mm-hmm. Pac-12, maybe in the country. I don't remember which one. But, I mean, I trust Jay Johnson with what he's doing. I mm-hmm. think that this guy is going to be all right. I don't know much about him, but he's seen this guy enough times to know something that I don't know. Yeah, I think pitching was such an important thing that they needed to figure out because, like we said, I, I feel good about our fielding. I uh, feel fine about our fielding, I should say. And I feel really good about our hitting next year. Pitching worry is worrying because you're probably losing all three of your starters. Hopefully Jaden Hill stays, but you never know. Yeah, so, I mean, overall with that, I mean, Labus automatically gone. Yeah, I think senior, he's, he's done. done, and then he's so done. is Hilliard. And Hilliard's done. So right now, and Marceau played so pitched so well, and because Bats never helped him, you look at him and you're like, he could. I mean, oh, he's gonna get that money. Yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna get the money. Jaden Hills just had two injuries in back to back years. That's what's worrying for you know as an LSU fan, and also for people in the draft, potentially drafting him, they could be scared off by that. Yeah, so I think that's they might try to lowball him on money because of injuries, and that might tempt him to come back. back. Yeah, I think that would be the only way. I think if he gets his draft, wherever he gets drafted, if he gets the draft slot value of that pick, he'll probably take it, mm-hmm. which I which I completely understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should always take the money. I don't know, I know why Dylan Cruz didn't go to the pros because of the five round draft last year, but that saved us with that. I mean, you saw it with Maurice Hampton also. If you get the money. Take it, just take it. Sometimes that the but the thing about it is college baseball is so weird with their draft system because you can come out of high school, and it's like you know you're gonna start at single A and you're gonna work up the ladder and it's probably gonna, it's gonna take be three you, four years. Good luck. It's gonna take you three four five years if you don't get if some does, the body doesn't beat you. Other than that, or you can take the college route. You know, play, and now with the NIL laws, which also really helps you right now in baseball. Yeah, because trust me, we're willing to. First off, the community is going to want to spend money on them. They're going to get sponsorships out the wazoo. Yeah, for, especially for baseball. Mm-hmm. LSU baseball probably has the height of that right now with the NIL laws because everybody knows how much can we, LSU baseball Can we talk about how smart LSU is about this NIL stuff? They've been constantly saying how great it is. They've put up billboards about it. Oh, yeah, it. they're trailblazers. That's going to help them so much. Oh, yeah, they're being trailblazers because you don't want to be behind the curve here trying to act like, oh, this is like, like a bad thing. Yeah, with like your that was that was just I don't even know that was dumb. Him saying that he wasn't gonna uh, Dabo Sweeney saying he wasn't gonna, gonna coach quit anymore. coaching if that was that was not a good move because now that's gonna hurt you in your facets of recruiting. If I'm yeah if I'm if I'm in a recruiting battle with Clemson I'm gonna play that on repeat for those recruits to hear. Oh yeah no you need to be the trailblazer. Or we're like you want an advertisement with Zatarans for fifty k. <laughs> yeah like well I mean that's the thing is that we're so accepting of the laws and. We like and you, I mean you have advocates like Livy Dunn who are just like telling who's gonna you, be the 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 richest college athlete in the country which yeah. is weird. So it's just like well, things like that just gonna make you money. So being a trailblazer like that's gonna save you. And in LSU mm-hmm. baseball it's no different because now I mean you're telling me that uh what's the guy's name uh, Chris Giot the guy that um mm-hmm. you tell me he's not gonna 
he's not going to help you get a sponsorship wherever he works or mm-hmm. the other guys like that. I mean, there's there's some rich people in the, at the LSU baseball games. I promise you, mm-hmm. they'll they'll gladly give you money. Um, so back to Jason Kelly. Anything else you want to mention about him? I think he's going to be good. I trust Jay Johnson. I mean, I went to his press conference and I wholeheartedly believe in him. So I think that if he thought it was a good move, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe him until until something happens. LSU has a thing with hiring coaches that make you want to run through a wall. Oh yeah, they do. They always get you hyped up. Yeah, every time. Because now now we have that women's basketball, football, men's basketball, all. I mean, and previously with DD Bro with gymnastics, you had coaches that made you want to just. Oh yeah, they were the just wall. they're like pure like players coaches yeah. and fan coaches, and they'll get you hyped for every event. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the more depressing news. Uh, after talking last week about all the Tigers in the Olympics, some bad news dropped as the fastest woman in the world, Shikari Richardson, was disqualified from the Olympics because she smoked marijuana. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, how dumb is this qualification? disqualification? Well, so I saw that they tested her for PEDs, and nothing came up but marijuana came up. So I, I, I don't even know. I, I don't understand the whole rule thing. Because I don't understand. That's not a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, look, I've never smoked weed in my life. Don't know much about it. But I do know one thing. It 100% does not enhance your performance. If anything, it makes it worse. Yeah, I just I don't understand that whole thing with, with all that. I think it's weird that... I thought it was weird that they tested her for it. So I don't really get the whole, the whole thing. And the place where she smoked, it's legal. It was in Oregon, which is... Le- yeah, it, I don't know. Marijuana is completely legal there. So I don't understand... I like the Twitter quote that's been going around. If it ain't crack, let her track. Yeah, I don't know much <laughs> about I don't know much about the whole weed thing and like why it's all whatever. But overall, I just don't understand why they tested her for it because it's I didn't I don't think it's a performance enhancing drug. No, so it's a hundred percent not a performance. Yeah, so drug. so I don't understand why she kind of got she kind of got all all the trouble for this. And I think that they should reinstate her because I'm pretty sure. Like ninety nine percent sure that Michael Phelps got busted for weed in the two thousand four eight Olympics I and saw he some, got reinstated. I saw something. It was completely different. Like there's a there's a different. I didn't look into it, but I heard there was a difference between what Michael Phelps had happened to him and her. Oh okay. Yeah. I I don't know about all that, but okay, that's fine. It, I'm just if if it happened to him and he got reinstated, why can't she? She was going to win you a gold medal. Yeah, the first she time was they going won, to win you a gold medal right She there. was going to win you two with the 4 by one as well because she mm-hmm. was going to dominate that. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to lose. Have fun losing to Jamaica, guys. Yeah, you lost. I mean, so I don't know. Um, do you expect this rule to be changed after this fiasco? Like, I'm not saying, like, know. I'm not saying let her, it'll, they'll allow her to compete, but I'm saying, like, after this is done, they'll change the rule. Oh, uh, no, because the Olympic Committee is, like, tyranny so they that's don't, true they like they always get in trouble for stuff like this and they always get yelled at they don't care they're they're like they think oh we're the olympics we can do what we want so nothing's gonna probably happen so that's just how that's gonna go mm-hmm. um as an lsu fan how much does this suck because she's an lsu girl it sucks because we were gonna have the fastest woman on the planet win a gold and that Ross. just that helps with everything. You know, your recruiting, recruiting your school, yeah. morale, everything. I mean, it beats you. I don't know so. if you need too much help with recruiting for track, though. Yeah. And yeah, yeah like, there's a lot of good track schools. I mean, Oregon's got that facility that's like the nicest thing you've God, ever seen. God, we really need so. to give our track team a new... I say it every week. Yeah, they, Please, they do. Please, I mean, it, you know, Bernie Moore isn't bad, but it could be so much better. But if you've seen the Oregon one, yeah. it's phenomenal. It's like, it's like top tier. I mean, they ran the they Olympic got all that trials Nike money. there. Yeah. They ran the Olympic trials at Oregon. 
Yeah, week after. That's where the, the national championships were held, too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I guess that's kind of all we talk about with her, and just knowing we have one less gold medal in China or Russia or the UK or closer to us by one, it'll be because be of this. It'll <laughs> mm-hmm. still be down 20. Yeah, it'll still be down 20. We're still going to beat them and everything else, so it's okay. I just That's kind of a bummer, and I... Um, I hope they'll maybe they'll change their minds. I mean, they only got a couple weeks left, but I hope they'll change their minds. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on to the last subject for the show today, the biggest subject, and that is something we've kind of been avoiding, to be honest. Uh, we have not talked about it on the show yet, and that's the uh, NBA playoffs, with the NBA finals kicking off tonight on the day of the on the day of recording. While I was not always a fan of the product on the court, I will say that <laughs> the fan the uh, the way the playoffs played out made me very happy as a fan. The finals will feature Chris Paul, a Chris Paul-led Suns team, and a Milwaukee Bucks team with Drew Holiday. Um, but before we talk about the finals, let's let's talk about the playoffs as a whole. Um, what team really surprised you this year? Was there any team that shocked oh, you with how? It's got to be the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that was. Mine it's got to be. I didn't watch a ton of the playoffs. I watched it every once in a while in passing because I mean, once the Pelicans are out, and I, I like the good news about this year that I'm happy about is the NBA as a whole was there was no dynasty. There was like, no Warriors. There was no Lakers. You had the Nets, though, but guess what? They, they lost. lost. But, like, I mean, this year, the Atlanta Hawks, that was awesome to watch them. Yeah. And then, like, even, even like, I mean, the Knicks are a storied franchise, but, like, watching them go and, like, Spike Lee jumping around like a fool, like, that's, like, stuff that's funny. And, like, they had that. Um, the Nets weren't even, I didn't really hate them or anything because they kept having injuries and yeah. whatnot. But even like the Suns with Chris Paul, the Bucks had won one in a while. Like the, the playoffs had a lot of fresh air in it, at least. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks with Luka, Luka's still a very popular guy. So it was, it felt, it felt a little bit more exciting. But I just, I don't know how to fix the playoffs. I will agree that the Hawks by far were the most surprising team to oh, me. Oh yeah, they were because fun. they were a team that was like circling around five hundred early in the year. I think they were below it. They fired their coach. Nate McMillan steps in. All of a sudden, they're what they were they were the fourth seed right four or five seed yeah Yeah. um so they um you know that was just a huge surprise for them to really just turn it on they had the roster for it clearly you looked at it before the season went this is a good roster um people forget about cam reddish yeah people forgot about him because he was the third best player on the team he was the third best player at duke as well Mm -hmm. and I mean, he was still a high draft pick, and people forget about him. And this year, I think he finally got the recognition he deserved behind R.J. Barrett and Zion. He's still not better than Zion or R.J., don't remember. Well, I mean, he yeah. made, he went farther than them both. So, I mean, Trey Young, Young did a lot of the work, but, I mean, that guy so still So did Solomon a lot of Hill, though, and I don't— <laughs> Hey, man, that's just how it is. Solomon Hill almost went to the finals for I, back-to-back years. That makes me so mad. I, think, I just think it's funny that Cam Reddish finally, you know, always being, like, the third guy— yeah. And finally got some recognition and got to make his money's worth today. Going and uh, I, I hope the Hawks make a little run again. They were kind of they were eh, fun. They're an Atlanta team. I'd rather them not win. They nah, can they can go fun. deep. I just don't want them to win. I'm okay with that. Um, what went wrong for some of the bigger teams? Like for example, the Clippers and Nets, most notably. What what went wrong for them? Well, it was injuries. Yep. I mean, um, I mean the fact that the Nets were the easy favorite. Going into the playoffs, because I mean, you had you had a three-headed dragon you of three Harden, of the top ten players Irving, in the and Durant, and you were just like, okay, who's really going to stop these guys? Because one guy could go off for sixty points, and then I mean, all you got to do is those guys scrounge up together even thirty points, and you're golden. And for the Clippers, Kawhi just wasn't healthy, so it, it kind of just it was kind of a bad beat for him, and that's kind of what the playoffs turned into towards the end of the playoffs. 
was who was the healthier team mm-hmm. because the Bucks had injuries with Giannis. Uh, Trey Young was injured because he tripped over the referee, which was stupid, by the way. A whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But it was all about who was going to be the healthiest team was probably going to go to the finals. Yeah, clearly what happened with these teams was injury. You know, what happened was Kawhi's knee and James Harden's hamstring. That simple. That's what happened. Yeah, they beat them. I think if they were fully healthy, I think both those teams probably would have gone to the finals. Maybe, but hey, that was yeah, you hey, never know. That's, how that's it works. tough. And I'm happy to see the Suns. I like Chris Paul. I like I Devin agree. Booker. So I'm good with them. Uh, how good was it to see the Lakers out so early? Oh, I and right. I also add in the Knicks because I don't like the Knicks fans. So I'm okay with the Knicks. I think the Knicks are funny, and I think the Knicks don't win enough, and their fans get really angry. That's why it's they, fun. They kind of remind me of like the Philadelphia Eagles, where like they're the meanest fans, but they're the most supportive towards their team. But they also hate their team. You, like it's weird. It's re- they're really weird like that. I would never like to be compared to like the Philadelphia they would, fans. Ever. Like they're like well they're like they'll riot in the street, win or lose. Like either way they're gonna riot and they, they're gonna they're gonna start burning cars and like they're gonna go yeah, crazy. I wouldn't be as, funny. I wouldn't want to be associated with the fan base that booed Santa Claus. Hey, exactly. But like cause <laughs> they're like they're insanely passionate fans and it's so funny yeah. to watch. So overall, I don't know. Um, we already talked about it. You know, injuries plaguing this playoffs. I mean, we we're the, the game tonight, Giannis is questionable. He was doubtful earlier, but it got changed to questionable. So you don't even know if Giannis is going to play. Um, do you have any guesses as to why injuries were so prevalent this year? It seems like more than usual. No, I don't really know. I, I mean, sometimes injuries just get you, but didn't how long? Because, I mean, the Suns, how, did they go in the playoffs last year? They were in the play-in. So they were in the bubble. Yeah, they played 10 games in the bubble. Okay, and they so won everyone, or was it eight games? It might have been. They eight played games. eight games and they still didn't get in. So I, I think so. That's that's. I think it has a lot to do with their their stunted off season. There wasn't yeah. a lot of time for rehab, um, and just you know, you basically played basketball nonstop. I mean, you had that gap during COVID, but that becomes irrelevant once you start playing again. Yeah, and it just kind of adds up and adds up. And I think you're seeing like, yeah, the Suns they didn't play much last year, and maybe that's why they're all healthy. You know, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Was kind of the the bubble kind of got you. So this year is kind of going to go down as one of those things where you couldn't really rehab because I mean playing 82 games is a lot. Seven, they only played 72 this year. I know, but like yeah, you still okay. played all those yeah. games and stuff before, even at the bubble and whatnot, and you never mm-hmm. really got fully healthy from yeah. The you never, prior. you never, you never got that off season of rehab. Because I mean, you you run around on the court that long. I mean, your knees are gonna hurt. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've, and random things happen. You're gonna you, hurt yourself. You've played basketball before. You random, you get those random aches and pains, and you know, if you just keep going and going and yeah. going, it's just gonna get worse and worse. Yeah, it just wear you down. Like running, jumping. I mean, and then like, and then you take out the whole thing of like pushing and shoving, falling on the floor, just things like that. And so, I mean, your body needs to heal from that. You mm-hmm. need a good time off to fix things like that. Okay, uh, on to the finals, and I guess we can kind of spin this into a Pelicans thing because they're the greatest team on earth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The two leading candidates for the Pelicans head coaching job are assistants on either team in the finals, being Charles Lee for the Bucks and Willie Green for the Suns, who fans might remember playing for the Hornets back in 2010-2011. Do you have any preference for the next head coach? Not really. I don't really have If it's one of those two, look, they're winners. Yeah, no, yeah. Simple. For real. Uh, go find me a winner. Find a guy who's been in the playoffs and get him to come in and say, here's how we got to the playoffs. Here's how Here's how my last team got to the playoffs. Here's how we're going to get to the playoffs. And then give me similarities, whatever. I don't care. Just get to the playoffs, man. I think, I think I'd probably prefer a little bit of Charles Lee from the Bucks because he's coming from a 
place where they they have a player like Giannis who's not they him and Zion do not play the same, but they play similar enough to where he kind of has experience with and the player that Zion would be. And you also take like kind of the one man team mentality kind of where it's like, all right, we're like, you know, you're our best player. Every night you're gonna be the guy. You're gonna take twenty shots. Yeah. Twenty five shots. And then they, they're gonna be shots that they're gonna be good looks. You're gonna get twenty you're gonna get twenty, thirty good looks tonight and you're gonna you're gonna make them. And you make them, we're gonna win. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda that's kinda why I think you're right. Cause I mean, with Booker and Chris Paul and even like a guy like, like DeAndre um, Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Like those are all very good players. So you can kind of, you know, mix and match to whoever's hot that night. Yeah. But that's what they did. But the Bucks that win, I mean, they win or lose by what Giannis does on the court. That's hundred percent the case. Yeah. If if Giannis has a bad game, and then you'll uh, get it's the, much harder for them. And then you'll get win. the odd you'll get the oddities. Like I mean, Chris Middleton closed out the that game the other night. Drew Holiday will do it sometimes. And Drew Holiday can score. Brooke Lopez sometimes. I mean, yeah. So I mean those guys closed out that game to go to the finals, but you're not getting that every night. Yeah. And they're not gonna win you a game every night. All right. Well, who will you be cheering for? Bucks versus Suns. The Suns. Chris Paul, baby. I will not pick a favorite child. Um because Drew Holiday and Chris, I mean, neither of them are actually my favorite Hornet slash Pella of all, all time. That goes to Peja. <laughs> but if we're talking beloved by the fan base, 100%, Chris and Drew, they're my second, or my two and three. They're kind of tied together. So I can't really pick either of them. I'm going for the Suns. I like the Suns. I like the idea of a, you know, Suns getting their first championship, but yeah. at the same time, they are still technically a big market, and it would be nice to, to see a small market win. Um, through shrewd moves and, and smart calculations by their front office. so Maybe. I like the Suns. Either way, look, know. I'm happy. I'm happy with this. This is one of those you know where you watch a, a finals or a Super Bowl and you don't hate, hate either team. What? You know what I hope happens? I hope what? they go to seven. I hope they go to seven. Go to seven. That's yeah, what I'll cheer seven. for. Go to seven, and then I'll tune in for game seven, and then we'll call <laughs> it a day. I've already said whoever wins, I you know if the Suns win, I will get a Chris Paul Phoenix jersey. And if the Bucks win, I will get a Drew Holiday Milwaukee jersey. Okay, go so, for it. Yeah, I, go if they go seven, I'd be happy. Honestly, it's, fu- it's funny before the playoffs. Like if you asked me what's your dream matchup, it would have been Suns Bucks. So I got exactly what I wanted. Oh, I didn't. I didn't really care personally. I, I wanted Suns Bucks. That know, was always NBA, what I wanted. One, if the Pelicans ever ever make the pl- ever make the championship, they're winning game, the next year. Go buddy. to the finals. Oh yeah, okay, buddy. We'll see about that. <laughs> okay, well, okay, guy. We'll see about that. And if they ever do, though, that'll be the first time I'll probably tune in for the entire playoffs. I'll watch their entire run game by game. But until then, the NBA product is not my favorite. I'm going to watch the MLB instead because I prefer baseball. That's a hot take. I'll give you that much. I like No, I like basketball. Like, I love March Madness. It's probably like my favorite time of March year. March Madness it's like my is, besides Olympics, the best sports event. Yeah, it's like my Christmas. But, like, I mean, NBA basketball is just like it doesn't matter. To the, it really doesn't feel like it matters to the fourth quarter. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, baseball, at least innings matter. Getting hits matters. Pitching matters. I mean, no, I like base. I like MLB baseball. All right. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, I think the Suns are going to win because I want them to win. I think the Suns will win too, but I'd, I mean, like, I, I, I see scenarios the Bucks could win. Um, it'll be interesting how they guard Aiton tonight without Giannis. That'll be interesting. He's to confirmed watch. not playing? I don't think he'll play. I mean, they did upgrade him from doubtful to questionable. I think that's um, more of a scare. By tactic. the time this will post, this will be two days after the game is already played, and we're going to look foolish no matter, no matter what we say. Well, that's okay. There you go. Well, 
I don't know. I feel like maybe calling him questionable. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a psyche move. Mm-hmm. So I'll say Suns in seven. What are you going with? Ooh, I'll, 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 mm, I like that though. I'll mm. go, I'll go Suns in six. There you go. I <laughs> just want it's like you know when pricing uh the, when the price is right. Where whenever you, like, so you go a dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's smart. Um, I guess anything else you want to say about the playoffs? Nah, the playoffs are the playoffs, man. They're they're like kind of fun. At least the Warriors, the Cavs, or any of those any other bronze Lakers. Ad has no. gone. I don't like him. Sucker. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for today. For Tyler Viso, for Nathan Long, for our producer David Robbins, this has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers!